Welcome to Wellness Realness with Christina Rice. I'm your host, Christina. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, holistic health coach, and the creator of ChristinaRiceWellness.com, where you can find my blog, recipes, services, programs, and ebooks. You can also find me on my other podcast, Straight Up Paleo. In this podcast, I'll be discussing all things related to health and wellness, and I promise to always keep it very real. If you'd like to submit a question or a topic for me to discuss, send it in to podcast at christinaricewellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and join the Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy July. I cannot believe it's already July. That's insane. July is going to be a very fast month for me. I've got lots going on. Headed back to the Bay Area for a bit. First, I'm going to take a little vacay at our family cabin up in the mountains, which will be very relaxing. It's in the middle of nowhere. There's literally nothing around you except for very, very tall trees. So that'll be fun. And then I'll be in the Bay Area. My sister's getting married. Very excited for that. I'm doing her makeup, so I'm extra special. I'm also a bridesmaid, so got my dress actually today. And don't worry, it's not an ugly bridesmaid dress. I actually had the honor of picking out the bridesmaid dress, so I made sure it was nice and cute and everyone looks good in it so this is not a 27 dresses fiasco this is a christina rice is picking a cute dress anti-fiasco so then i will be back in la for a couple weeks and then headed off to austin in august for the wellness realness retreat which i am literally so excited about You guys can still buy tickets. There are still a few spots left and it is going to be seriously amazing if you want to have an intimate weekend with me and some other podcast listeners. This is the place to go. You're going to meet some like-minded people. I have so many fun activities planned. I'm really excited because just today, the day I'm recording this, I secured another fun thing adding in. We're getting some vitamin shots and nutrient drips it's gonna be really fun i'm working with msw lounge they do really fun vitamin shots i met up with them at paleo fx and then you know talked to them about partnering up for the retreat and they are gonna make a custom wellness realness vitamin shot that i am helping to curate so it's gonna be really fun we've got some some things to support the adrenals in there, some things to support skin, nails, as well as some liver support, detoxification. I'm just, I'm very excited about that. So besides these fun vitamin shots and nutrient drips, we're also having acupuncture, which is going to be seriously amazing. Going to do some energy work. Facials will be happening, but obviously I'm going to be talking a lot about nutrition and everything having to do with health. We're going to talk about, you know, things such as body image, emotional health, mental health. We're going to do some really fun cooking classes. There's going to be amazing food, going to picnic definitely, and then we have 
taco night, pizza party, all the fun things. There are going to be some crazy killer goodie bags. I'm working with all my favorite brands on this. And we're going to have lots of long walks and we're going to go to On It and work out there. It's just going to be a killer party. And I might even have a few other things up my sleeve as well. It's going to be amazing. So if you want to learn more about that, you can go to bit.ly slash crwretreat2018 and all the information is there. Again, that's in August in Austin, Texas. I think it's going to be an amazing way to kind of wrap up the summer and a last hurrah. I know a lot of us feel like we need this weekend away, a good weekend getaway, and I just cannot wait to get to know everybody and have some one-on-one connection because that is what I live for. I love talking to you guys and meeting you guys. I mean, I love podcasting, but I wish you were, you know, talking back to me. So this is a really good way where instead of just listening to me talk, you could be in the room with me, talking back, responding to what I'm saying, inserting your own opinion because I want to hear your opinions too about things. So that's going to be really, really fun. I'm very excited. That's basically my main update I have for you on this lovely Monday. I hope you guys have fun July 4th plans. If you don't know what to make, I recommend making my Instant Pot ribs with barbecue sauce. That's on my blog. It's low FODMAP, so fun for everyone, even if you're following a low FODMAP diet, which I'm currently not, but I just thought I'd throw that in there. So anyways, I will be probably driving the day of 4th of July. We'll see how that goes. And when I'm in the Bay Area in July, I'm sure I'm going to bump into today's podcast guests. Today I have return guests, fan faves, some of my favorite humans, the most important men in my life. Sorry dad if you're listening. (laughs) Um, Oh my god. (laughs) Sorry. Okay, I'll be serious. Okay, I have the guys from Mind Pump back on the podcast. If you guys don't listen to Mind Pump, I mean, you really need to. They have an amazing podcast. They've done over 800 episodes. That is dedication. They podcast five days a week. They podcast real hard, real hard. Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. And Sal is... Jessica's boyfriend, who you guys heard Jessica a few weeks ago, if you didn't make that connection. But the boys are back and they are amazing. I love them so much. They are dedicated to busting all the BS health and fitness lies out there. They have a lot of real talk always. That's why I love them so much. And I've also been on their podcast too, twice now. And you should go listen to those episodes as well. And they've been on this podcast a few times. They've also been on Straight Up Paleo before. So they're returners. And today we are talking about business a bit, relationships a lot. So we're not really talking about fitness or health, but relationships, lifestyle, business. This is all part of wellness, all very relevant. And I had a lot of fun chatting with them. I just want to warn you. I mean, this podcast in general is explicit 
But sometimes people still get upset when podcasts that are labeled explicit have swear words. And I mean, this is an explicit podcast. So you've been warned. (laughs) If you don't like raunchy humor, you might feel a little bit uncomfortable during parts of this. I love raunchy humor. I always get a kick out of the guys. They are literally the best in the business. And they have gotten me doing all of their MAPS programs. So their MAPS fitness programs. They have a ton of different ones. They have basically their basic strength training program for everybody. Really everybody could be doing this is MAPS Anabolic. And that's actually what I'm doing right now. And Sal helped me adjust it to do with dumbbells because I I work out at home with like heavy adjustable dumbbells. And I've been loving it. So MAPS Anabolic is like their basic strength training routine. And then you guys know I was doing MAPS anywhere for a while. And then while I'm traveling in July, I'm going to do it again because I seriously love that program so much. It's so hard, even though, I mean, when you first look at it, you think it's a joke and then you do it and you think, oh my God, that just killed me. And I got so strong doing it. Anyways, MAPS Anywhere is good for, you know, if you're traveling, if you work out from home, you just need your body weight, some resistance bands, you're good to go. Then they have their newest programs, MAPS Split, and then MAPS Hit. They have MAPS Aesthetic, MAPS Performance, so they have so many different programs, and they're actually well-designed. I have such an issue with so many of these fitness programs out on the internet because a lot of them are just putting people into adrenal fatigue and they're all really cardio based like chronic cardio basically they're just using weights as chronic cardio so they're just really well designed you get actual results and you know it's nice to just have fitness simplified for you and if you want to check out their maps programs or get anything on their website honestly if you need a good set of resistance bands get the bandits resistance bands on their website that's what i use and they are definitely the best resistance bands out there um i cannot live without them and if you're like me and you like to live in workout clothes i highly recommend you check out some of their apparel because they have some really cute shirts and they're it's super comfortable so I love their apparel. Anyways, you can use the code wellness and get 10% off of anything on their website. Just go to www.mindpumpmedia.com slash Christina Rice Wellness and then use that code wellness to get 10% off of any of their MAPS programs. You can get their resistance bands, any other gear, apparel. They have some hats. I think they still have them. So many things. So I definitely highly recommend those. It's really nice to just have fitness programs that you know are good and are not going to mess up your body. And the boys, Adam, Sal, and Justin have so much experience in the fitness industry. They have trained so many people before and they just know what they're talking about. And I trust them, and I love them, and I have experienced it for myself. So definitely check those out as well. Anyways, we can just hop into this conversation. I think you guys are going to enjoy it, kick back, relax, hang out with the Mind Pump fam, and make sure after you listen, you tell them how much you loved this episode. Go 
stalk them on social media and tell them that they should come on my podcast more, right? Yeah, cool. All right, so let's just go ahead. Here I am chatting with Adam, Sal, and Justin. All the time that, you know, this this image that everybody puts out there on social media, and it's so much of it. It's rare that I meet somebody that is exactly the same. Never. That I, you never, it's never that way. It's rarely ever, yeah, right? Yeah. right? I, it's like, it, it, I would have to see The most your, charismatic social media people we've met were so awkward and like, like who? shy and... Uh, that would be mean if I brought up brought no. names up. It's yeah. not, no, it's not even a mean thing. Like I'll tell you somebody who's uh, different, but he, and he openly admits it. Like uh, Connor Murphy. Oh yeah, yeah. Which uh, I really he's like. He's a nice him. kid too. Yeah, no, yeah. I really, I really I like him. But I have no idea who that is. So he's like the so he's famous for um like he started he's doing a, the, he's a YouTube hello. guy. Oh there he is. There yeah. Yeah. A lot of a lot I of came YouTube into the conversation. People. Hey, hey, a lot up? of people on YouTube I feel like are like that though. Yeah, no, I've, he was one of the first that I met that were, he was one of the first big ones. Like he was over two or four million followers on YouTube. And he's just- What kind just, of stuff does he do on there? He's just- Is he, he fitness? He just no, throws he's, your he's, shirt off he's, and he's, girls just come over. No, he has a very, he's got a very, <laughs> like cla- he's got a very clever approach to what he's done. He's molded this like entertainment fun thing where he walks up and kisses girls randomly, but he does it in a very clever way. Like he'll walk up to a girl and be like, do you that want to kiss? doesn't sound clever. No, 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 no. He'll- <laughs> He'll, it sounds creepy. That's the, well, he's, you have to watch the video. Yeah, yeah it does sound. Yeah. No, he'll ask him questions. He'll take his shirt off, and the girl. He's flirt extremely with him. attractive. No, yeah, yeah. he's yeah, he's, uh, he wins. So it's not that creepy when a fucking super hot dude walks up to you and goes, "Hey, you know, would you like a kiss?" So he was he does stuff like that, but he's really talking about a Hershey kiss. Okay. And, and they video the whole process and like some He's of the actually kissing and some of the girls react just like you reacted, uh-huh. which makes for great video. And then some of them go for a kiss and, uh-huh. he, and he pulls out the chocolate, you know, okay. so, so he does stuff like this that is that's playful and it's fun. And he's got how a old is he? 20, 21. Okay. And, but and, but he's extremely charismatic and personable on on YouTube. Yeah. And in, in person, he's very, very um, shy. Yeah, very shy. Yeah, when shy. did you meet him? How year. long ago was that? It's almost a year ago. Has it been? Yeah, it's a long time ago. Where? Yeah, here. Last summer. We invited him in. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Him Interesting. And, they're New York guys. Well, he's now he's now in Venice is where he lives now, but he's uh him and Brandon Carter. Brandon Carter is who found him. Or I found him. He obviously everyone found him on YouTube, but Brandon Carter kind of mentored him mm-hmm. and kind of uh, they've now partnered yeah, up. He turned what he did into more of a business, basically. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. In Venice, I guess I better watch out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, well, <laughs> well, so then he brought him in and then when he turned on the mics, did he change? Um, You know, podcasting is different than YouTube, a lot different. Mm. So, And I don't think they, they, they had just started a podcast. Yeah, they were, he was a little reserved for sure. So I they were new. They, they yeah. were new into it. Um, but we had good conversation. We had fun conversation. But you could tell that it was a newer, it was a new medium for him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you first started podcasting, do you feel like you were different on air than off air? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh no. no. no I don't oh, off, off air? Yeah, no. No, 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 I, no. We were the same. We were always the yeah. same. I think there We were a little bit, we were nervous. Yeah, yeah. I think that. But one, one thing that we did that was great early on was try to be as much ourselves as possible mm-hmm. as soon as we turned the mics on. And I think we succeeded at that. It was just the, the version of us you got early on was we were nervous. And so what we would do a lot of times before the show is- we would have a glass of, you know, a, we'd have a drink or, you know, whatever. We'd start the podcast up and then we'd go off a little bit. We'd go. You know, you know what I think we did? I think that we each exaggerated our personalities at the beginning. Yeah, that makes so, sense. So, you know, I was myself 
but I was exaggerating myself because I mm-hmm. like so I wasn't trying to be anybody else. I was trying to be more of me and trying to assert myself. Which we all show. know that you can't have too much Adam. No, let's, let's all be. Let's be honest. Oh, here. I think there's some people that would disagree with that. You know, I, and, I like and I felt, it when you get a lot of Adam. I, felt, right I like extra Adam. Yeah, I felt Sal did that on yeah. the intelligence level. Uh-huh. I think Justin did it on the humor level. Like uh-huh. I think uh, there. I remember there's times where I remember I Justin, tried way too hard. Yeah, I remember yeah. when Justin <laughs> would try, try and insert himself. Shit, so boom. much. Yeah, I said it right, yeah. and it would be there'd be times times where like Sal and I would be making like a really good point that I know people would be, and then Justin would just come up with some dick joke like yeah, out, yeah, like out of the yeah, side like yeah. just owners yeah or something that, yeah because people stupid. were telling him at that time like they loved it it was funny yeah. so I think we all kind of got that feedback did you call each other out on that oh yeah yeah um, we, we did. I mean, bit. we did. It was. We still kind of do. Yeah. Like Sal just, I, I and people, I, I just had someone DM me just this the other day. Um, I don't remember what episode it was, but, uh, you know, Sal was, oh, yeah, Sal was talking about uh, HPA dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you, you know, and he, he's like, you know, uh, well, most people would explain it as HPA. And he says that and he goes on his little thing and I interrupt him. I go, really, though? Yeah. Mo- most people would I say really, that. Yeah. I don't think anyone would say that. You would, you know what I'm saying? So people like that. When we do, well, but, I think it depends what circles you run in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I don't think that's most people. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, definitely not the majority. Yeah. You know? yeah. So. That was my, and so we do it all too. And these guys, anytime I make up a word, they they definitely are pouncing on me right away yeah. and calling yeah. me out on it. And Justin, sometimes he'll miss on a joke and we'll say it. You know, yeah. we'll yeah. say something yeah. about it, like, oh, you, you know, missed on that or one. Or forget a story. Like, yeah, that happens. Did you guys yeah. know that when I started my podcast, there's three of us? Oh. There was three of you? Yeah, wow. we had three people. What happened to your, your partners? Work, huh? wow. We just knocked them off one more. <laughs> <laughs> just pruned them. You yeah. know? Wow. The true fruit, you know. <laughs> Listen came to yeah. you, Beyonce. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now I stand alone. No, but yeah, there was three of us, and then it whittled down to just me. Now, was it Only, because... You know, survival of the fittest. Was it, so. was it because of the, the consistency required and the fact that, you know, with, with podcasting or, these, or most social media mediums, you work hard at them for a while before you start to see a return. Yeah. Did they have an issue with that, that, that being able to be consistent without making anything? Yeah, definitely. And also you have to remember, I mean, I was like the leader in this. I was like, I want to start a podcast. Do you guys want to join in? Because I feel like the dynamic with multiple people is way more interesting than just one person. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I was going into my senior year of college and everybody else had different priorities than me. Like, I had a very business mindset mm. and they were still frolicking around doing stuff. And like that, this wasn't their goal ever um, to be in content creation or anything. And it was more my scene because I was doing my blog and everything. Um, so they just weren't prioritizing it. And I had to work around everybody else's schedule. And I was like, yeah. why am I working around your schedule when you don't do anything but sit here for an hour? Um, yeah. Do you still talk to them? Yeah, so one of them did, did it end on did it end on a good note or was it like a bad thing? So my first? so the first one who left Kaylin, I basically I was like you. She was complaining about everything. Did you unfriend her on Facebook? No, no, no. We're okay. roommates. Okay. Be the we're ultimate. roommates. Yeah. We're roommates. Um, oh, that would be hard then. But we're both we're both we get along because we're so similar. We're very blunt and straightforward, and she her feelings don't get hurt, and like uh, mine cool. don't get hurt. And so I was like, you complain about everything. If you don't want to be on this podcast, please leave. And she was like. You're right. I don't want to be in it. I'm like, oh, okay, so it's perfect. please leave. And she's like, all right, awesome. And then I think that uh, just helped our friendship more. Oh, that's dope. You have she a was relationship like, like that. Yeah. She was kind of like resenting it because feeling like she had to do it. Um, and then, yeah. And we're still really good friends. So can I tell you that that is probably the quality that as, that most attracted us to you and that why we're all so connected? That is probably one of the most unique and special things that I have found in these three guys, Doug included, mm-hmm. that we all 
do not do not get offended by shit like that. Yeah. Like we we respect the other person. I'd rather you be blunt and straightforward and say something to me that might actually hurt my feelings or make me like check myself like on my ego mm-hmm. than to keep it inside and then do passive aggressive things within the business or drag a relationship out that shouldn't be there. Like I love how direct everybody is. And I think we have a stronger relationship for that. And and I tell people all the time, like everyone's always like, how is that all three of you working together? Like you guys fight a lot. It's like, no, we don't fight a lot at all, but we definitely have hard conversations, but they're not hard for us because we've gotten comfortable with having that. Like I'll just, Mm -hmm. no, I think you kind of know it's coming. Right. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things like you, you put it all out there and it's like, you know, you want to make sure like the other guys, you kind of know what, what their response is going to be, but you, you have to kind of stay firm with whatever opinions you have about it. And then we all kind of discuss it. You know, you'll get it from their angle, like the way they see it. And then at the end of the day, it's all about which, uh, you know, which is the right decision. And that's what's going to prevail. I mean, so. you walked in on a situation right now. I yeah. mean, we were just dealing with Taylor with something right now with. Uh, you know, we have, Justin has, we have a designer girl, right? She designs the t-shirt stuff for us. She designs some stuff for the website and things like that. And so all departments of the business actually utilize her. And, you know, Taylor is really, is, is not responsible for anything to do with the website, YouTube, Instagram, and our partnerships with the businesses that we deal with is really where all of his focus in, but that doesn't mean he still doesn't use some of the same staff, right? Well, he doesn't, he doesn't approve of a lot of the things that he sees on the website right now. If he were building the website or had the call on the website, he would do it completely different. But he also isn't responsible for, he doesn't have to worry about the budget and, yeah. you know, how much can we spend on that? Is it fun- the time frame? The time frame and how many, how many thousands of dollars are we losing every day that something isn't functional and things like that? So yesterday, uh, the designer was going over a photo shoot that Justin had already handled for mm-hmm. the website and what our marketing team needs. And Taylor saw it, puts his two cents into the girl. Oh my God, it looks so cheesy. And that <laughs> is, is that the Taylor voice? Yeah, yeah that's the millennial voice that he does. <laughs> oh my Not God. my yeah. voice. <laughs> he swings his hair when he does it. You know. Oh no. So oh, I know. No. I know that he's. I know that he's. Uh, He's he's kind of telling her that. Well, he openly told me today we met, met at breakfast and we were talking about this. And you know, he he told me he's just like, yeah, I'm not happy. And we I explained to him. I said, mm-hmm. you know, this is gonna this is we're on the second rendition of the website, and there'll be a third and probably a fourth. Mm-hmm. And you know what we need now, we need it to operate and work, and that's more of a priority than the way it looks right now. And I know that's hard for you because you're a very creative, artistic person, which is why you're on the team, mm-hmm. and I love you. But you can't hold up things that got to move. And so Justin, so then Justin gets this message from our designer this morning that says, you know, I looked at all the photos. She got crapped out. Yeah, she got crapped out by it, but probably because somebody was in their ear yeah. crapping her out. And then now, and then Justin's like, I need this product. And then he's got the marketing team who's fucking biting on him. Yeah. Like, where the fuck are my photos? Yeah. I needed this last week. And so he's feeling the pressure from there to get that done. And then now he's got to deal with this. Yeah. You know, one, of, one of the biggest obstacles I've seen a million times over and over again with people when it comes to uh, business or entrepreneurship is they get in their own way sometimes because everything has to be perfect, perfect, perfect the first time it goes out. And yeah. one thing that you learn as an entrepreneur is you have to put it out there for to really figure out what you're going to change. You can't possibly create something perfect the first time or the second time. Sometimes it takes five, 10 times. And speed in this business, especially in this content business, that's, a, that's an attribute. I mean, one of the advantages that we had for a long time was that, and we're not having it as much anymore because other people are catching on, 
is that we do five podcasts a week. Mm-hmm. We, we spit them out quick. We can put out content faster than anybody. And now you're starting to see people do that. But before they didn't do that because every, they, they would do one episode and they'd have to have it be so perfect, so thought out, so scripted. How can you possibly do five episodes a week? You know, with without that a huge of, production team, you can't. Yeah. You can't do it. So speed, speed matters as well. You got to get shit out. And here's the other thing that you'll learn is that your reps <laughs> do reps. You know what I mean? Put it out there and do it over and over again, and you just get better and better. When I look at our early YouTube videos or listen to our early podcasts, I mean, compared to what we do now, I mean, they suck compared to now. Or watch your early um, Mouse Programs videos. Whatever. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Honestly, I laughed yeah. so hard. Yeah. Hey, it's coming, dude. I have, it's I have coming. favorites. Fuck. I have favorites. I love it. <laughs> Me and my yeah. friends will watch them and laugh. Hey, really? <laughs> What's your favorites? I want to hear the favorite ones. I love Active like comp- Fish. Which one? I love Active Fish that yeah. you do. That's oh, yeah, a good one. Yeah. And I love... Um, band pull apart with Adam and his dark glasses. My, my Ray Bans. My Ray Bans outside. What's funny is all of Justin's are normal. Yeah. It's just you guys that yeah. crack yeah. up that. All of his are really good. Yeah. But that soundtrack. Yes. That, uh, who well, chose that soundtrack? Oh, somebody who oh, puts who it together. Knows? It gives me anxiety. Yeah. Really? I don't remember really the song. You know, but hey, there's a here's it's a like great here's a great example of what we're discussing right now. Like there is yeah. no doubt in anybody's mind those videos are outdated mm-hmm. and oh, they need to be redone. They get, they, they, you, you get what They're you need silly. from them, but when yeah. you well, we're remember, them. remember when we created that. Doug is wearing five hats. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's he's producer, he's editor, he's email email guy, he's pro, he's producing the podcast, he's doing the YouTube, mm-hmm. he's doing everything at that time. Yeah. And so and we needed to shoot these videos. We had people that wanted to buy stuff right now from us. Yeah. So we've got to get it out. And so it was like and we also at that time, because that's our way of monetizing, we're not making any money to yeah. put in it. So we're like, okay, we got to use the little bit of money we have and get as quick and as fast and as best as we can, and we'll come back. Here's later. here's what you're gonna get. Here's what you'll get with them. The 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 time that we spend on them, the the expertise is really in the programming. Yeah. The production is what we're getting better at, and we're gonna revamp all of them. But you know, if you want a well produced shitty workout, you go to you know Beachbody, right? Yeah. You're gonna have or, or great looking shit. Yeah. Our, you know, our stuff. It's the programming that works now. Is it going to continue? Is it going to get better looking That's over time? Thing. For sure. Yeah. For there's, sure. there's levels, and we're going through each one of these levels, like, and we're iterating. So there's a there's a humongous difference in a mentality where you want to iterate or you want to have it like super polished and then just put all your eggs in one basket. Well, and I think Taylor, Taylor made gets that too. I mean, he, he understands that Did you say Taylor made. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm re nicknaming him. That's I his like nickname. That. Okay. Taylor. It fits him. Cause he golfs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like that. It's a lot more. He's fun. had a few nicknames now. Well, that's cause you gave him some bad. That's, T-dog. Did you guys watch? I said, I'm hooking you up, bro. I'm going to take Taylor made's dope. You're a golfer. Taylor made. I said, that's cool. Right. Mm-hmm. That was definitely, did you guys watch like, I love New York and like, fl- like flavor of love. No, you I remember. Flavor they gave love, everybody yeah. like names, and that's yeah. what Taylor made reminds you know because someone's name was Taylor made. And uh, he goes on, "I love New York." Oh, uh, that's funny. Yeah. But he was expressing that this morning. He go, he understands that. He knows. He's he, and he openly admits that's his own struggle. He knows he's a creator, creative person. He's an artist, and he's like, "I wouldn't be here if I didn't value the the content you guys. But you guys' mm-hmm. content is so fire." that I, I look forward to the day it evolves and yeah. looks the way that I want it to look. Well, he's also coming from a different perspective. Like, I am in a generation where everybody's judging based on how it looks. Like, mm-hmm. I underestimated Agreed. maps anywhere because of how it looked. And then I started now you're doing, doing it, it, and I'm like, holy shit. Now, why do you like <laughs> it so, so much? Because you, you look pretty, you, you look so like you, you look different. Did yeah. you? Everybody noticed when you walked in. I said yeah. to you, right your away. body's already yeah, changed. Yeah, someone else told me that too last weekend. They said and, my oh, that's awesome. And, and you've only been doing the program for how long? This is my third week. Third week. 
crazy. Wow. Is that fast program. enough? You know, ma- ma- no, I think you respond quickly. It works. I think first off, <laughs> I think first off, your body responds quickly. Um, you may actually have better muscle building genes than you think. I do. And, and then the second thing is, you're. I mean, it's good. It's good programming. It's we the believe it or not, Maps Anywhere is where we've we've had the most compliment besides Prime and Prime Pro. We've had the most compliments from trainers. Yeah. Because they'll be like, I I'm I've never had a no equipment program that's put together as well as this one in terms of effectiveness. Well, that's what made us we were so excited about that because I mean the people that own the uh at home online market mm-hmm. Like that's the, huge. It's yeah, it's huge. It's, and and it sucks. It's terrible. Yeah. I mean, the videos the workouts and all, suck. Yeah, the workouts are one hundred percent based around just intensity. Even the best ones that are the most successful. When you look at uh, you know P ninety X and mm-hmm. some of these things, the programming behind that is really weak. But it sells because of how it looks. Oh and yeah. And so from Taylor's perspective, he's like he wants it to represent how good the programming. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean? That's the struggle that he goes yeah. that he deals with is knowing that. The content's fire, and if you guys could just present it a better way, mm-hmm. we would be gaining so much more traction. Yeah. And again, we're more about, well, the content's fire, but we can continue to improve upon our content and continue to improve upon yeah. our message. And so that's- you know, I just know logistics. Like, so to get things to look a certain way, it takes like X amount of months yeah. to, to produce that type of a, a look it, and aesthetic. Yeah. And not only that, the, you know, you're going to triple whatever amount of money you're going to throw at it like immediately yeah. so it's like you know, how do we weigh this out how do we like how do we like slowly um anyways this is all stuff that i'm like totally like in the middle of like trying to to, to figure out like, well it's in my opinion it's the difference between people that tough. can build a six-figure business and build a seven-figure business yeah it's the breakthrough what you make right there i think independently and there's all, of course, there's exceptions to the rule, right? So I'm not saying everybody, but for independently, a single person with one or another, one other person could build a significant six figure business. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you're in an anomaly if you can build a seven figure business by yourself. That just doesn't happen. It just takes more people. It's you have more responsibilities, more things to handle. And I think that a lot of people that are even successful entrepreneurs, they get stuck in the six figure range because when you break into the seven, a lot of different things have to happen. Compromise mm-hmm. on, on your business. Mm-hmm. I mean, and this is a conversation I have with our st- a lot of our staff people all the time is I'll sit down and be like, do you think that I look at our business and go like, everything's happening the way I want it to? Mm-hmm. It's, and I, it's mine. It's mine. Mm-hmm. This is ours. Like, it, why wouldn't it be? It should Tell be. Them. Like, why wouldn't, why wouldn't it be exactly how I want it? Like, I have control. Like, but you kind of don't. I yeah. want it now. Well, you know? This comes back to why it's it hard to work with other people and how it works mm. for you guys because you know your feelings won't get hurt when people go into business with friends and their feelings get hurt and they want to, especially for me, me, mm. other women. I think it's much easier with like men, but women are so passive aggressive and everyone's worried about hurting each other's feelings. Uh-oh. And I'm like, I don't have time for this shit. So like, that's why I'm just like, I don't want to deal with anyone mm. else. I don't know. I feel like the, I feel like the genders are identical. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I can't say anything. No, you know what it reminds me of back in the day, I used to be big time into supplements. I still am. I still like to research them and look at the markets back in the day. Uh, so there is what a su- day? How old are we talking? Uh, it was a Wednesday. Maybe yeah, <laughs> last Wednesday. Probably like in my Hope late days. in my late teens, early twenties. There's this uh, herb that's called tribulus, tribulus terrestris, and it's actually one of the few herbs that'll actually raise testosterone in men who have low testosterone levels, and uh, it actually will increase libido in most people who take it. It's actually an effective herb for this particular thing. And when you buy it, there's lots of companies that would sell it, and you'd see like the top selling companies would sell you this bottle of it, and the bottle would look 
awesome. It would have awesome labeling on it, look really cool, really clear. And people would take it, and you get a lot of people be like, it doesn't work. And then I had a friend of mine who's like, dude, you got to try the Tribulus from, from Russia. And it was this white box with like blister packs of, of you know, tablets in there. And it was shitty, plain writing, Tribistan, and it had like a, in Russian writing underneath and whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was crap. But when you took their Tribulus, it fucking worked. And over time, that became one of the top selling Tribulus on the market. And it, it all, in spite of the fact that it looked so crappy in the packaging, but it was because it was super effective. It just reminded me of what we're talking well, about. Well, yeah, it's that is the the real, that's when you know you got the sauce, right? Yeah. So you, anybody can have the juice, right? So any, <laughs> what? Okay, so yes. Anybody, that was so good. That, any, is, that is science. Any, no, I'm I love this. For it. Listen, anybody can have the juice, right? Anybody can like be hot right now because you're popping on what's trendy and what's cool and what everybody's doing yeah. and you got a great Instagram with that, but that just means you got the juice. Mm-hmm. But if you got the sauce, it's like you got the fucking recipe. You have you have what it takes because your your content is fire. I'm not sure what it's we're talking creamier. About anymore just remember that. You, can't, you, yeah. can't you gotta have the recipe. You don't, just, <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah. just make sauce by squeezing shit like no, you need juice. Exactly. Juice, you just squeeze some shit and juice comes there out. Sauce, you gotta cook that shit yeah. and add the right ingredients. Yeah, that's, that's right. Right. That is. I'm brilliant. with you, bro. That is. That was probably the most brilliant thing I've heard simmer down. all year. <laughs> I'm gonna use that. We got the sauce. You got the juice, but you got the sauce. Yeah, but it just comes. Like people judge things based on how they're packaged. Yeah, that's true. Which is you judging the packages. Yeah. Let's Thanks, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> but there's one of those. Oops. There was one. There's one right there. And that one's going right back in. You're right. <laughs> time. Don't you wish you had a time machine right now, yeah, Justin? Yeah, I'll go back yeah. in. Yeah. Speaking of which, can we get back to Adam's experience with what gay experiences did you have? Oh, no, no, that was yeah. joking. Sal set you up on can that we, one. Can we talk? No. He never had a gay experience. I don't know. Did you? I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't know if I actually have ever had. Um, He's had a lot of invitations. Uh, oh, tell her you got to tell her oh. about the time you got invited to the freaking party yes. in Mexico. Yes, the Mexico party. Uh, I've shared that on the show. She's heard that before. I haven't heard that. So when we first started um, <clears throat> Mind Pump, and I, I just got my Instagram rolling, it was uh, a lot of it was shirtless selfies. You know, I was competing. Why? Because I was competing. Okay. <laughs> okay. And you had to take your shirt uh-huh. off on stage. So I was sharing with people my progress, right? And so anyways, it attracted a different following that I have today, right? Don't beat around the bush. No, no. What kind a, of following? So I had a lot of uh, straight and gay men that uh-huh. would follow me and a lot of women that were just probably looking at my physique, didn't care anything that I had to say. So I had a lot of that. So it was very common, and we used to talk about on the show early on, that I would, on a weekly basis, I'd probably get two or three dick pics. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I was lucky, one vagina pic. You know? okay. so, that was, <laughs> so the joke was, the running joke was that I had this off ratio of, you know, for a straight guy, I'm getting three dicks a week and only one vagina. And, you know, so we would Which talk- is not bad. That's a way yeah, better ratio than most. odds. Yeah, that's <laughs> not bad at all. Yeah. Because if you look at the market, dick to vaginas, it's the, the market, something like the ratio is like 10 to 1, at least. Anyway. <laughs> but sorry. I used to share some of my DMs. Above that, average. Random things I get. Like, I, I didn't even know what uh, muscle worshiping was until someone, until multiple people in a row would DM me this. And finally, I was like, okay, I got to look this up. Like, the first person that did it didn't even make sense to me. I didn't ignore it. Second time, I'm like, what is that? But whatever. Third, okay, what is this? So I'm like Googling and so I'm like, oh shit, people really do pay people money to like send videos of me just flexing my bicep. 
Like I get, There's all kinds of weird shit on there. Right, right. So things like that. So I started sharing like a lot of these crazy DMs that I get. And uh, I've been offered, and th- this guy, this one's one of the biggest ones, but I've had other examples of this where uh, they he sends me this email about uh, hosting a private event in Mexico and it's a, a, a huge party. And he says all millionaires and billionaires will be there. Uh, and he wanted to pay me $10,000 a day to fly out there to host it. And I'm like... <laughs> So you have my attention right Sounds now. Sounds like a no-brainer. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Like I'm networking with millionaires and billionaires. I'm getting paid ten grand a day, and I got to host the party. Like I could be a life of a party. Yeah, Come on, no problem. True. Right, right for ten grand. So, but then you got to wear this elephant thong. Right. So I start. I start going back <laughs> and forth. The guy, like you know, this is turning into a now. It's moved from my Facebook into my email, and we're messaging back and forth on the details. Mm-hmm. I'm truly in, intrigued by this. And he's slowly like giving me more information. And then, you know, to long story short here, or short story long in this case, uh, he starts to uh, allude to that, um, you know, my shirt's going to be off. And am I okay with that? I'm like, yeah, I'm comfortable with that. I Obviously, my Instagram's all half, na- half naked pictures. Yeah. I can walk around a party with my shirt off. So I'm envisioning myself carrying some fucking champagne around, shirt <laughs> shirtless yeah. with a bow tie. So I got to look like a little monkey for a day. But if I'm making $10,000 a day and I'm networking with these people, yeah. like I'm- Wait, how old were you? This is just a couple years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's just a couple years ago when we first started Mind Pump. So he's he's telling me this. And then uh, I'm like, I'm like getting, okay, I'll, I can, I'm down. I can do this. I can mm-hmm. do that. And then he goes, you know, um, more than likely you will be propositioned though. Part of the deal is though that you you have to accept that. And I'm like, huh? Proposition? What? And so then I started to piece it all together yeah. that, you know, I was like, uh, you know, they're ba- he's basically serving me up there. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd probably be me and 20 other boys walking around. <laughs> boys. Here's the flesh. Right. And, you Consume. know, I, I've got a bunch of millionaires and billionaires that they can throw money at, at someone like that and that I would I'd be obligated. Basically. Now, were you were, the question is, were you obligated for the 10 grand a day or is that? 10 grand a day is that you're at the party and then the billionaires have to offer you more. Mm. So Because we should have got that clear, dude, right. because we have no idea could how much money we could have made. And I say yeah. we because we're a team. Yeah. So you yeah. get we're all the money? All, we're a team <laughs> here. So that's all I'm trying to say. We'll count it for you. Yeah. So you know I, I mean? I, the way I understood it was- You need a manager. I would have yeah. made that on top of that. Uh-huh. But uh, what I wasn't okay with is <laughs> I don't know what that range is. Just being honest, I mean, I do. Everyone has a number. Plus, you throw an alcohol. Yeah. You throw an alcohol. You're in a different country. Lots of money. Right. You could come back with some regrets. Yeah. That's yeah. all I'm trying to say. So yeah, I'd be like, I did that for five grand. What yeah. The fuck? Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah. If it was that, then it was just Weak. it would ruin me. But you know, so that those are just some examples of. of some... Were you flattered by that, or did that make you feel like weird? It's not the first time something like that's happened. Oh. Yeah, I I remember when being a proposition as a trainer when I was like 22 years old for a nude uh, gay uh, calendar, mm-hmm. and uh, this guy got my attention for about an hour on the phone too. Did the same thing to me. That's what it reminded me of. Where you know he was giving me bits of information like, oh, you know, we come out for the day at the beach. We're gonna pay you two grand. We're gonna take all your photos, this and that. Introduce you to these people. You know, you're gonna be playing volleyball. Are you comfortable with your your shirt being off and your sexuality and things like that? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> But kind of wondering in the back of my head, like what he's what are these questions he's leading to? And then yeah. as he gets deeper in the conversation, it gets more details about <laughs> what I may be doing. You know, I had so. I had a similar experience. I had a guy call me and tell me he wanted me to model for him, and he'd pay me. And I was like so excited. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Okay, I'll I'll try this out. And 
He's like, yeah, you're going to come down to my house. A bunch of guys are going to be there. It's going to be real fun. We're all just going to hang out, do a bunch of guy stuff. Do some and bro stuff. When, when guys say we're going to do a bunch of guy stuff, that's kind of- yeah, yeah, that's a flag. That's weird. I would never <laughs> I would yeah. never say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd be like, hey, hey uh, Adam and Justin, you guys yeah. want to come over and do, do some- a bunch of guy stuff? Like <laughs> They would both look at me like, what the fuck do you have? So I'm like, this is kind of- A whole lot of guy events I'm going like, on. I'm like, okay, guy stuff. Like, whatever. What's yeah. guy stuff? All right. Yeah. And, and I was like, okay, cool. So let me know when so my <laughs> wife can have- can, uh, This has been when I was married. My wife can have uh, ask for time off so she can come down. He goes, Oh no no no, she can't oh, come. No, 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 no. I'm like, What do you What no, do you mean no, she can't this come? Is guy time. And he goes, Yeah. He goes, No, this is just going to be a bunch of dudes and stuff. That's it. We're all going to just hang out and get close with each other and hang out. And I'm like, Get close. Get so close. Like, yeah. What do you What do you mean? Like, what are we doing? He's like, uh, You, you talk. know. And he goes, You know, we'll do like rough housing and stuff like that. <laughs> rough housing. <laughs> Who the hell says rough housing yeah. is an adult? Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I just picture like we're all going to wrestle. Like, what the fuck? We're going tick- <laughs> to tickle each other. I was like, Nah. That's exactly what was happening. Yeah. I'm yeah. cool. It's so weird because I know that kind of shit goes on in like the the female modeling industry, but I never thought about that. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, I think but, but I think guys men are, are just horny in general. Doesn't matter. I Gay or, you know straight. Oh, no, they're terrible. Being a trainer, being a trainer for as long as I've been, and then also getting into the social media world and putting myself out there as a men's physique model type guy. I have seen it on both sides, but mm-hmm. I think guys are worse, man. Guys are fucking like I said. I'll just get a dude to send me a dick. Like, dude, there's no warm up. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. no like, hey, you're cute, and I go back yes. and I say, hey, I like, you know, I like your biceps, and then yeah. then you throw the dick. No, pick. it's like, straight dick. It's just yeah. boom, dick right yeah. away. Well, like, well you, you girl, know, girls will try and they'll they would try and flirt, engage, and you know and why? Do that it's shit. because it works. If you're a dude that's into that, like you know, this is how guys are. I remember so mm. years ago, I had a uh, my, one of my. So my, at the time when I was married, my wife's uncle was gay, but he was only a few years older than us. So he we were was all, or he still is? He, he actually passed away. Sad okay. story. But anyway, I don't want to ruin the story. So he's cool guy. He's only a few years older than us. And, you know, we, were all, we would all hang out all the time. And when, I remember one day we were sitting down. We're all hanging out. We're watching uh, MTV Spring Break. You guys remember that on yes. MTV? Dude, when they should on. show Spring Break. Polly Shore. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and there, was all, there was these girls dancing. It was like, it was crazy. It looked like a crazy party. And me and him would joke with each other all the time. So I must have been... I was probably like 19, maybe 18. So he was probably like 21. And uh, I'm looking at the girls and we're watching this thing. I'm like, damn, dude. I'm like, so you're trying to tell me you don't look at that and think like she's freaking hot or whatever? And he's like, no. He's like, not really. He goes, trust me, if you could be gay, you'd want to be gay. And I'm like, what? Why? And he goes, well, he goes, if let's say you're at a bar and you see a girl and she's really attractive and she looks at you and you could tell she's kind of digging you. And then you walk up to her and you just grab her butt real hard. What do you think will happen? I'm like, she'll probably slap me and I'll get kicked out or I could go to jail. He's like, yeah, that doesn't happen at gay bars. He's like, you see a guy and he's into you, you can go straight to business. And then I realized like, oh, you're just a Whoa. bunch of guys. Yeah, <laughs> like, true. You're just a bunch yeah. of dudes. So yeah. that's why they send the dick pic to Adam because they're like, he's a guy. Yeah. This will work or it won't work. Yeah, I'm not yeah, going to waste like, my time. Yeah, a bunch right. of, that's exactly. Move on. That's yeah. exactly. Because I would get to the point sometimes where I'd ask back. I'm like, whoa, bro, just write to the dick pic right away. He's like, oh, I'm sorry if I offended you. Are you not into that? I'm like, no, I'm not. He's <laughs> like, oh, okay, cool. And they're, they're like, totally cool about cool, it. But man. it's just like, that's how yeah. we throw it out there. But guys do that to girls too. Yeah. yeah. It's a guy yeah. thing. Guys are gross. Okay, what was your approach back in the day when you're first starting to date girls don't ask me man i got i got married young. <laughs> i got married young i don't think i don't think i ever had an uh, approach like ever, yeah. i think uh, when i get asked questions like you know oh give me your best line dude or, rehearsing all that that's so douchey come on <laughs> dude, nobody does that nobody fucking wears a magician hat and like has all these lines all ready to go oh, you're talking <laughs> about that guy yeah what like guy? wearing goggles and <laughs> who has goggles 
Jungle. You Mysterio. never watched that? What the fuck was well, that guy? There was name? this guy that there was a show on MTV, this reality show where this guy taught other guys how to pick up on girls. Yeah, he's a pickup artist. And the pickup artist. Is, yeah. And he wore the most ridiculous looking clothes, and he would paint his fingernails black and wear eyeliner and go into clubs. Oh my and god, I was clowning on that guy so with hard, hitting cameras like, and pick up on yeah, girls and stuff. So I, that is never gonna work. I mean, honestly, you want to get their attention, right? So if you want to like wear something flamboyant, that's gonna at least work on that end of it. But like. I don't know. For me, it's always just like, like, just be cool, be cool. Have a conversation, you know, or <laughs> or cool. spill on yourself. You know what I mean? Like, what? Do something. <laughs> like, just have a drink, and you know. Why would spill? God, ah! it worked dude, but every Je- time. Justin has a white T-shirt on, by it, the way, yeah. when he's doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I spilled all no, this water on my white T-shirt. I think I was lucky because I had I, I grew up with females, my sisters and my mom and stuff, and I think that I I put to, I put it together really early on. That one, women are much smarter than boys think. So most girls that are your age that you're trying to date and stuff like that, like they're normally a couple steps. Oh, ahead. Oh, emotionally and socially, you guys, very, are, you guys blow very, us away. Very, 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 very much so. Yeah. A few steps ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're learning to accept that early on, right away. Okay, you guys, brief pause before Adam shares more of his wisdom about what he figured out about women and relationships. I just want to chat with you about Four Sigmatic, this week's sponsor. Four Sigmatic is one of my favorite companies. I use their products pretty much every single day. They make a ton of different delicious mushroom elixirs, superfood blends, mushroom coffees. They're basically making drinking mushrooms and superfoods super easy and yummy. So all you have to do is just mix these with some warm water or some warm nut milk or throw them in a smoothie whatever you want and you have these delicious drinks that give you a ton of health benefits because mushrooms actually well most people just think of regular old mushrooms but there's an entire kingdom of mushrooms out there that have a ton of incredible health benefits that can help you with immunity energy longevity And these properties have been studied for centuries and used in different cultures for centuries. So we're talking about different functional mushrooms like chaga, reishi, cordyceps, lion's mane, and then other superfoods and adaptogens. You've probably heard of things like rhodiola, which is one of my favorites. But I really, really love these because they are such high quality All of their ingredients are wild-crafted or log-grown, and they're certified organic mushrooms, which is very important to me. They're all tested for pesticides and heavy metals, so you know you're getting the highest quality, and they're very effective. There are a ton of other mushroom products out there that don't even do anything because they're not high quality. They're not from pure source, so... I really, really love the Four Sigmatic products. I notice a difference. I have been drinking the Reishi every single night. It's my nighttime elixir. It's really, really helpful for stress, calming me down, and it tastes so good. And the other one that recently I have been loving earlier in the day, I drink it because I work out in the morning and then kind of like mid-morning, I want something. I don't drink coffee personally, but I like a little coffee-like drink. You know, it's all about the ritual. And I love the cordyceps. It's so good. It's really helpful for energy and performance. So it gives you energy during the day. Great if you're an athlete or if you just work out. Cordyceps is an adaptogen. It's not a stimulant. So it's going to help you 
produce and maintain steady energy levels throughout the day rather than giving you a spike and then a crash like coffee can sometimes. And it just helps your body basically make its own energy. It's really great to drink before sports or while being active, but I just like to do it afterwards. And all you have to do is add to hot water, like I said, and I also have done it with coconut milk, which I think is so delicious. And that's one of my new faves as well. I also always recommend their mushroom coffee mixes to my clients that love coffee and it's great because it basically gives you coffee without the jitters because the coffee is balanced out with these different mushrooms. So they have a mushroom coffee mix that has cordyceps and chaga. That's called their stay awake formula. And then they have a mushroom coffee mix that's called their think mix and it has lion's mane and chaga in it. So the one with cordyceps and chaga gives your body energy for the day And the one with lion's mane and chaga gives your brain a boost of energy for the day. And it's only 50 milligrams of caffeine per serving. So calm down. You still get your coffee fix, but you have the added benefits of the mushrooms. So no jitters and, you know, really great to replace your regular coffee, some balanced stimulation. You just add it to hot water. You stir it in. Highly recommend. And you guys, these mushroom elixirs, they taste so delicious. I honestly just have no words. You have to try it. So if you want to check them out or if you want to refill your stock, because I know a lot of you love these products already, but guess what? You can get a discount. So just go to foursigmatic.com slash CRW and use the discount code CRW for 15% off. So once again, go to foursigmatic.com F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash C-R-W and that discount code capital C capital R capital W will give you 15% off all purchases on your website so you can shop around pick what you like and let me know what you think and let me know which one you're obsessed with they're also really good mixed if anyone comes up with a really really great mixture let me know I'll keep you updated so Now that you know all about the different mushroom elixirs and how they can enhance your life, let's get back to chatting all things relationships with Adam, Sal, and Justin. And then I found out that, you know, people in general, not just women, people are attracted to somebody who is extremely comfortable with themselves. Mm-hmm. And when if you can manage to do that as a high schooler or a college student, when the, I think the pressure is at its highest to try and fit in and mm-hmm. be like everybody else, mm-hmm. and if you can, if you l- really have the the confidence to stand out and be al- a be alone and not be like everybody else and be comfortable that way, it's an extremely attractive quality. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I think both sexes are drawn to it. I think women are really drawn to it when they see that in in a young man or a, a, even a grown man like it that you are truly who you are, you're comfortable uh, with, you know, who that person and you're not apologetic by it at all. And if you're a respectful, fun person to be around, you can have a conversation. With, I mean, yeah. that, and I was, I was going to add to that. I also think the environment makes a big difference. Like if you're the kind of person that's into good conversation, you want to have an intellectual conversation or you're into working out or whatever, then go to those places to, to talk to people because like someone like me, if, if I were single and I were trying to meet, you know, girls or whatever, I wouldn't do it in bars and nightclubs because 
I'm not a random bars and pillow effects. Yeah, I'm not exactly. I'm not a. I'm not a a surface conversation person. I like to have good deep conversations, and it doesn't really work. It wouldn't work in a bar or nightclub. Maybe it could, but it's not really my vibe. So I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't go there to do that. I would go to a place where, like a. Well, I think this generation right now is with you know Bumble and Tinder and all whatever all these millions of apps. Like everyone's searching for all this stuff, and really where most of the work is done. Like if you want to you know, hook up with a girl or meet a girl or meet a guy and like that's your desired outcome. If you took the energy that you focus swiping left or right mm-hmm. and you put that towards personal growth yeah. and awareness, like self-awareness on yourself and really understanding who you are, which I think most of us don't mm-hmm. even start to piece together till we're almost 30. I mean, I literally think that that's all part of the process in 20s. And some people are, are further ahead than other people. Some people are fucking 12 the, still. You the, know? The, difference yeah. be- the, the difference between men and women and the challenges in meeting the opposite sex are so different, though. You know what I mean? Like, for a guy, he's he expects to get rejected a lot. He has to talk to a lot of people. He's got to usually make the first move. Yep. He's got to be the charismatic one, the funny one. So that's challenging. But from a girl's perspective... Getting a guy to hook up with you is easy, unless you're just terribly, <laughs> terribly unattractive or really, you know, whatever. For the most part, getting guys to hook up with you is easy because guys just throw it out there. You know what I mean? Like we just said with the dick pics. So the challenge for women is if, no, if I want. usually the good guys don't. Right. And the challenge is also for, for, I would say, for a woman who wants a meaningful relationship. That's the challenge because it's not hard to entice a man. Uh, to want to sleep with you or to want to do that kind of stuff. That's easy. It's easy for, for women with guys because that's just how we are. But to get a meaningful relationship, I could see that there's a challenge there, if, especially if guys are just looking to, you know, to screw around, in which case you have to know the difference between the type of intention that you're getting. Like, okay, I want a meaningful relationship. This guy obviously is only interested in having sex with me, but I want a meaningful relationship, so I'm going to move on to the next person. And really focus on you know what I'm looking for. So the challenges I think are, are so different from each side. Well, this is the issue: is everybody's literally stuck to Snapchat and texting, and will yeah. not interact in real life in Tinder and Bumble. And it's totally changed. I mean, everyone complains they can't find like a good person. I'm like, that's because you're on Snapchat, mm. and that's the only way you communicate is by sending pictures back and forth. Like that's n- like you got to bring it to real life. Yeah, that's weird. Yep. Yeah, that's a weird man. That was so different. Yeah. You know, I couldn't imagine. I went through a lot of rejections. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, you just get like numb to it. I'm wondering. Yeah. So it's like what you guys were like in high school. Like when when I was in high school, if someone like wanted to date someone, they'd send them a Snapchat. Yeah. We, we, you guys had to go up to people, we right? Had, yeah. We had Nokia phones. The snake yeah. one, the oh. very first one. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you probably don't even remember. <laughs> no, in high school? I remember that. My okay. dad Hold on had one of those. You had a Nokia in high school? You did? My senior year. I didn't have eight did you really? they, Well, they yeah. came out. That's, With the gray screen? I had a pager. Yeah, I had, I had, a, pager I had too. a pager all through <laughs> high school, but my senior my senior year. Let me page you. That's when that's when the when you could didn't people could afford the no first Nokia phone. That was what everyone bought. Right? Wow, that was really? the first phone. Yeah, no, you had to walk up to it. You had to walk up to a girl and say something and try and talk oh, to yeah. her. That was the only way to do it. Or. Or if you or, had to get her number like written by like pen on your hand or like on some shitty piece of paper, that was like the, the goal. So the many night. lessons. And God forbid that shit rub off. I know. You know? You're just oh, a fuck, I lost No, I sweat and it's so gone. many lessons fuck. behind that that whole scenario, right? Of that nervousness of I really like this girl. I'm gonna go walk over there. I'm gonna talk to her. What am I going to say? I don't know what I'm going to say. I like her. I want her to like me. Oh, my God. Oh, that whole feeling that everybody gets is such an important feeling for people to go through and process mm-hmm. and to go through it multiple times because what happens every time when it's the first time, you go over and rarely ever, and 
do you do you hit it out the park and say what it was perfect and in whatever most times it still works out because you had the balls to walk over there and just start the conversation mm-hmm. and most girls are receptive enough at least to give the guy a second chance on a second date or a second opportunity to talk to her so you learn something right there that wow by taking that risk you know that's yeah. the that's the biggest thing i didn't even say what i should have said or what like that and then you start finding out that then you start to say the right things. You get better at that. And then you start to see like, oh, I'm, I'm sly, I'm smooth. I, and mm-hmm. you have these lines and I'm good, right? <laughs> and then you start to realize like, wow, you know what? The things that the girl's really attracted to and she's connecting with is me being me and me being real and me being comfortable with who I am. And so then you, and you start to learn over more times of practicing and doing that over and over. It's like, wow, the more I am myself, the mm. more I'll attract the right person for me, mm-hmm. the easier it will be to have these conversations. And the earlier you are in your honesty, like in your yeah. intent and everything, like it, you actually get what you want, the 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 sooner you put it out there. Oh, it's man. interesting. I that think was- this is one of the reasons why typically women are more attracted to men that are a little older than them, probably because it takes long, a mm. little while for guys to figure that out. Yeah. I would say definitely. the average... The average guy doesn't figure that out until he's like 30-something. Mm. No joke. Like in your 20s as a dude, it's like, mm. got to get buff, got to get a good cool car, got to look flashy, got to whatever. Yeah. And then once you kind of hit your all 30s, tools all of a sudden you kind of settle down, you're cool. And the next thing you know, like, oh, wow, I'm attracting more attention or more people want to talk to me. It takes a while to figure that out. But now it's even worse because like, I think it's humbling to have to go through that experience where you're like nervous that you might get mm-hmm. rejected, right? But now guys don't really have to go through that because they can just hide behind their phone. Oh, I, I yep. t- have this conversation all the time with my my nephew, you know, who's like 20 years old. I'm like, you know, I have no idea what I would have turned out like or been like had mm-hmm. I had the tools that you guys have. I got to be honest. If you if I was back talking to 20 year old me who I know what I cared about at 20 years old, it mm-hmm. had nothing to be nothing similar to what I care about mm-hmm. now. You know, I would have done use whatever means possible to meet girls. And if that meant tender and bumble and I, I mean, how easy would that be to where I can f- text them back and forth and find out if they're even a tr- I mean, how easy that's like mm-hmm. a, that's so easy. I'm not even Dude. I'm not risking anything because I already took all the scary part out through the texting. Yeah. So I know when I meet her at the bar, even if I have some nerves, it's like can't be that nervous. She already told me she's into me. Yeah, you know exactly. Saying? Like it's for not, for, for thousands and thousands of years. Sex was a very valuable currency that was. Uh, that was tra- used, that was traded. It really was. I mean, female, you know, human uh, mammals, uh, humans, female humans are one of the few mammals, I should say. Sorry. <laughs> Great no. way to uh, just break it down. Female, human, homo sapien, alien, that's how people primate. talk about women. Yeah. So Maybe in your primordial. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my, but yeah. my, my, okay, hold on. Let me read Paleolithic. Let's start women. Yeah. Women are the few, the few, one of the few mammals that actually has sex outside of the time that they can get pregnant. Most mammals go into heat. So they only copulate at a very, in a very short window. Whereas, you know, women have sex all the time. Now, why is that? Well, it's probably, and this is anthropologists, like the leading theory is that that's how you kept your mate around so that they could take care of you, protect you and your and your and your child and it was something that you could offer because there's there's a lot of value there. It's also why when a woman is promiscuous, she's going to get way more typically, not always, but typically she'll get way more flack from other women than she would would for men. If a woman is dressing provocatively whatever, she's more likely to be called a slut or whatever by other women than she will be from other men. And that's because, and they think it's because women controlled that currency because if there was a woman in the tribe that was sleeping with a bunch of men, that would lower the value 
of sex and, and lower the value of all the other women. And this is how it's been for a long time. But what we're finding now is we're being told, and this has now happened for several generations, especially since the advent of the birth control pill and the sexual revolution, we've been told that lots of sex and sleep wherever you want. This is the, this is the road to happiness and it's great or whatever. But it's, what it's, what's ended up happening is people are becoming less fulfilled as a result. And I think it should have happened, by the way. I think sex was stigmatized way too much. But I think what's happened is there's a lot of people that are finding that they're, they're empty. And in particular, you're finding, especially now with these, these apps where guys can just find women who are ready to have sex with them, it's going to be harder to find people who want to settle down. And, and the other thing you want to keep in mind is that men, we don't have a biological clock like women do. So you're finding more and more as these apps get more popular, more and more men in their 30s, 35, 36, 37, 40 we're still acting like fucking kids. Like they don't yeah. give a shit because they're just going to have sex with, you know, whatever. It's not a big deal. And they're, they're failing to grow up. Meanwhile, women have a, a hard biological clock that tells them, Hey, if you want to have a family, this shit needs to happen because you're 35 years old and in five years can be much, much more difficult. So it's an interesting situation. And, and I really think, you know, the, the people that hold the key to this is, are, are women. It's not the men. Re- they really do because they're the, the, they're the gatekeepers with this. If a woman wants to sleep with a lot of guys, it's very, very easy. For a guy to sleep with a lot of women and have that kind of access, it's very difficult. They have to be a very special man, like a lot of money, very famous, something that's way out of the ordinary. So I think if, 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 if women in particular are looking for those meaningful relationships, they have to step out of that lifestyle a little bit and you know treat it as such and you'll find that you'll start to attract you know different kind of men and maybe men will start to christine have you ever have you read sex at dawn before no oh it's a cool read around this whole topic that yeah. we're talking about right now it's a good what's read. it called sex at dawn oh what and it's just about this everything we're talking about right now yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a great topic and i and i like that sal went further with it too because he's talking about like i think there is um you know there. It, we idolized it. Uh, you know, religion turned it into this thing where it's like, oh my God, if you do it before you're married, it's such a bad thing. So there was all these stigmas around sexuality. And I think we've seen the the counterculture to mm-hmm. that, which I like, I agree with him that I think is a good thing a little bit with that. Mm-hmm. But then, like anything else with our you know, society, was we've the pendulum so swung so yeah. far that you're going to start to see the, the effect of that. Now, part of the effect of that is people are having. You know, with all this sex and all this easy access to each other, now we're finding it could be even harder to actually make a connection. Like, how crazy is that? We were, the whole purpose of driving all these this technology is so we could connect. That's how they sell it to you is mm-hmm. that, you know, you can connect better. And, and it's more, I mean, the dating websites are so accurate now. You could totally filter out all these people. So, I mean, I remember when they first came out, you used to tease somebody who used the dating website. Yeah. You, we would, we would make. We, I mean, those did, we didn't now exist. Most, I think most. That was back in the AOL. Oh, if I'm not mistaken, days. over seventy five percent of relationships now started online. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Over seventy five percent. That's the last stat I saw almost a year ago. So I don't even know where it's at yeah. now. So it's and that there's probably a lot of positive. There's probably a lot of stories of people saying they found their soulmate that way, and yeah. they're in love, and they have I, children, and they're happy. Like everyone, yeah. I just right, think I, I just think there's a lot of false advertising out there. With with sex is easy to sell things with. It's it sounds fun. It sounds great, uh, especially if you're a guy, because again, we're wired a little bit differently. But I think it's time people. And I'm not anti. Like I'm not a, a puritan by any stretch of the imagination at all. But I do think it's time that we start selling a little bit like the, hey, look, first of all, sex is fun. Making love is way more fun. 
having lots of access to partners, that can be great. Way, way more fulfilling to have one partner you're connected to and you have a meaningful relationship with. And so I think it's time we start to glorify that a little bit. And and I think that'll change our approach to things. You know what I mean? People will be a little bit more serious. Like, if you want to, fine, if you want to screw around, there's nothing wrong with that. It's your body. Do as you wish. But if you think you're going to be fulfilled by that, probably not. It's probably a, a path that's going to lead you to being sad, anxious, depressed, feeling like, you know, what not feeling like there's any meaning, you know, because I don't have that that connection with someone. Is it harder to find someone like that? Absolutely. Is it worth it? Definitely. Do you think that part of people wanting to like fuck around is because it's stigmatized? I think part of I think yeah, we're told it's, it's the yeah. counterculture it's, yeah. backlash to yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. It, it, it being so taboo, you yeah. know, for so long. And it's, but it's this weird like uh it's it's become this weird like rite of passage. Like it has been for a long time for guys where you're cool. Yeah. Are, yeah. Keto? They're keto? Oh, they're not keto, but they're paleo. Okay, good. They're like relic. They're it's like a quarter cup of maple syrup for all those cookies. Okay. God damn, you're they look fine. good. You always yeah. do you always bring us cookies. I appreciate that. Wait, tell me how they are. Eat it. <laughs> I'm gonna make the noises for <laughs> really good. It's mixed it good? Oh, excellent. Yeah. Okay, good. Excellent. I forgot where I was going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I just think it's interesting looking at all of it in the context of evolution. It's like we were we live much longer lives than we were supposed than we did, right? So it was normal to have these sexual urges when you're 15, 16, because that's when you're supposed to mm-hmm. have children at a much younger age, right? Mm-hmm. But now that kids are having those urges and then parents are like, It's you know, you can't have sex before you're eighteen but it doesn't make sense in terms of evolution. This yeah. is how we were designed. Well, well think about it this way. Look at all the major cultures in the world. All of them have created all these checks and balances surrounding sex. Now, some of them are extremely oppressive. Some of them were tyrannical and terrible. But nonetheless, all these cultures have checks and balances in place. Most cultures protected or kept women like, especially if you were a father with your daughter, like nobody goes near my daughter, Mm -hmm. right? Um, There were religious checks and balances. If you do this, you go to hell. If If you do it this way, then that's okay. There were biological checks and balances. If you were a, a woman for most of human history and you had sex, you could accidentally get pregnant and then you're the one that was with the child and there weren't birth, there weren't tests to determine who the father was and so a guy could fucking skedaddle and now you're, you're on your own with a child and then no other men would want to be with you. So you had all these checks and balances that were in place and we've eliminated a lot of them, which is... It's fine. We have more freedom. But with more freedom, what we tend to do is we tend to push boundaries and see what works. And I just think we've gone so far in one direction. And I'm not anti-sex by any. Trust me. Believe me. I'm like a, a very sexual person. No, we believe you. Everybody knows. But <laughs> I can get I weird. That was weird. I said <laughs> Everybody knows. That was weird. Yeah. I said that way. Yeah. Yeah. But, but my point is, I think what's happening, what's happened a lot, especially in the, in the, in the, with the current generation and in the previous generations, even ours, is like this is what you're supposed to do. This is fun. There's this weird like, if you, this is weird like it's empowering for women to do this. Like that's strange. Anything if you doing what you want to do is empowering. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to do. So if that means you don't want to sleep around, that's empowering. But for some reason, the message has become like, if you're a woman and you can have sex and not have feelings, that's great and that's empowering. Well, maybe not. Maybe not for everybody. I think for a lot of people that might not be the the case. And so the message has been sold in such an extreme way in the opposite direction that we're starting to see 
a lot of people. I think there's some backlash that's starting to happen. I know millennials are having less, less sex than our generation was, and they're starting to view things a little. Yeah, different. I see. It, I see it more going into like an apathy as far as like sex is concerned. Like a lot of like less uh, urgency to get out there and meet people and like have this physical relationship with somebody more like it it's something like fulfilling some sort of an urge or a pleasure like you know like it it's starting to kind of turn into um that as far as like like some some kids like i've talked to that i'm friends with that's like their their mentalities that if i have this and i'm swiping like i'll just get it when i want it or whatever and it's like it's interesting that um, the relationship side of it is is not something that's very highlighted as much these days. I have a buddy who's my age who obviously was before all these apps and is still dating now after the apps. Mm-hmm. And he, we talk a lot about this and like the evolution of it and how he used to use it. Like there was, I remember talking to him when there was a time where he literally was setting up Monday, the next week, yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, like different girl lined up already that he was meeting up with and potentially hooking up with. And he says, and he says, you know, that was cool for like the year that I did that, you know? And he goes, and then after that, I I started to realize how empty and unmeaningful it was. And so now he still uses these apps, but he's like all about like, he'll meet a girl and like he, he will only meet like very areas where he knows it can't lead to him even potentially having sex. He wants to really like meet the person and find out if they're even worth pursuing a relationship with. And so... And I think for a guy, that's unusual, you know, yeah. especially from a guy who was using it before to sleep with as many women as he could in a week. But you see that. And I think his age, the fact that he's my age and he's wiser, I think he he picked up on that. Mm-hmm. Where I think a lot of kids that are in their early 20s are just going through the motions and going like, what the fuck? Why am I not finding any of the women that are like meant for me or men that were meant yeah. for me? when they're probably not having enough self-awareness on like, okay, well, that's probably not the good way to go about the person or the partner that I'm really looking for. And maybe I need to have a different strategy where I felt like he's learned to use those tools still, but he's looking for something different. And I catch him in his patterns every once in a while when he's like, I'm like, come on, bro, that's not your girl. Like, come on. You know that. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I'm, I know I have a type that I would do that, that I would hook up with that I know that is like not right for me, but that yeah. my, my insecure, insecurities uh, from, being, from when I was younger are bleeding out. And that's what caused me to do that, which I think that's a, another issue that a lot, of, a lot of us go through when we're in our 20s is much of the people that you think you're attracted to. You have you're attracted for the wrong reasons and you don't know it. Oh, they feed your insecurities, right? Usually, right. I want I want somebody. So I was attracting women for a really long time that I could be the the dad, the teacher, mm-hmm. you know. And I thought I really liked that. I thought it was very fulfilling because it did fulfill me. Mm-hmm. It was just a little bit, you know. what I'm saying it just gave me it gave it fed that ego a little bit, made me feel smart, which felt that was my insecurity. It was like, oh, I didn't feel like I'm smart enough to attract this really brilliant woman, like. Mm-hmm. So I would stray away from that naturally and I would go for these other girls that I could be like the father figure. But then what would happen after a relationship for a year or two, I'd realize like I was over it. Mm-hmm. I was over being a dad and I uh, here I felt like I was carrying the whole relationship. And I, if I'm going to have a life partner, I want somebody who challenges me and grows with me and grows ahead of me. And then I got to catch up and we're kind of doing this the whole time. But I wasn't attracting that type of a female because I was feeding my insecurities. But if you were to ask me that at 25... I would tell you I had a type. Mm-hmm. She's got to be this. She's got to be into that. She's got to be into this. Gotta, you know, I'd be li- I could list those things off. And I look now back at that list and like none of those things are on that list anymore, which is crazy. You know, so I think that's what's going on with a, a lot of the younger generation that's going through this. And I think the the ability to swipe and just click and pick is feeding 
into that insecurity more and it's easier to just keep falling into your default patterns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, sense. well, also, I mean, we tend to be more attracted to people that either remind us of people in our families. Like, so for you, women in your life, mm-hmm. right? Or who are similar to ourselves. Well, like people think opposites attract, but like when you look at the science, it's really similarity and proximity is what draws us to each other. Right. So like, why do you, so where does that come from for you? The similarities? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, like as far as like why I was attracted to those girls? Yeah. Oh, for sure. So, well, a couple things. Um, you know, I grew up with a mom who was like verbally loud and kind of crazy and stuff like that. And so I would be attracted to women that would resort into like get going to that level, mm-hmm. which is always what ended the relationship a lot of times. Like we'd be going fine. And then after the honeymoon phase, we'd go over rough ch- challenges happen they would resort into that behavior. I would freak out because I'm like anti raising a voice, swearing, yelling, like I'm the total opposite because I was around it. And so I would break off. So I was attracted to that. I was drawn to that uh, subconsciously, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't think I'm attracted to that, but that's what I was attracting. Um, and then what else? I think with uh, women, like again, going back to the wanting to be the father figure, like uh, I was the leader of my house. So my father committed suicide when I was seven and I was the oldest of, you know, four kids, two at that time. And then my mom remarried into an abusive relationship where she had two more kids. And so I was the, I was the parent in, in the relationship and I started parenting at eight years old. Mm -hmm. So that I'm, that's a natural role for me. So it was obvious looking back now that I would attract women that I could teach, that I could like show them the way. And whether sometimes it would be business, sometimes it would be emotional intelligence. Sometimes it would be spiritual. Some like it, I, I, I enjoy teaching so much and I gravitate towards that so much because of my childhood mm-hmm. that I was always attracting that scenario where I was always in, in the driver's seat. And mm-hmm. I found out later on that that wasn't but it took years. It took me till I was 30. I started, I saw the switch when I was about 28, the switch in the type of women that were dating. I started, they looked different. They acted different. And, you know, all of them, I think led up to Katrina, right? Mm-hmm. So she, she's the pinnacle, right? She's the, she's my, my lifelong mm-hmm. partner. And I think that I had to go through all the other girls first. And then I even had to like start heading down the right direction to really find the complete woman that really, I could see myself forever growing with because we're we're so much alike in that area. What triggered that switch? Getting older and mature. Like, uh, I mean, I at 28, so I, I had bought my house when I was 22 and, um, you know, I was in a pretty comfortable situation. I was making good money, 401k, benefits, um, had friends, had a good job. Uh, all I didn't have was a the marriage and the kids and, yeah. and that piece. And so, you know, even as a, as a man who's enjoying life at the time, I'm starting to think like, Oh, at one point I want to settle down and I want to have a, a serious relationship. And, you know, I was having a lot of fun. I was, I was dating a lot of girls and I was very uh, transparent with all of them. And, uh, I, I, I liked my life a lot. And so there was a part of me that didn't want to leave that, you know, because I enjoyed it so much. But then there was a part of me too that knows that it wasn't fulfilling. You know, it was Mm -hmm. not, um, it was something that a lot of the enjoyment was the telling the stories to my friends and the feeling loved and wanted by so many different women, but it really wasn't fulfilling me the the way I really wanted, what I needed, you know, long term. Mm -hmm. And so I then started seeking out women that 
stretched me and pushed me and that were you know, far more successful, far more intelligent. And, you know, I would be wrong sometimes, yeah. you know, and I wouldn't always have the answer. And sometimes she would have the better answer. And that it took a little bit of growing for me to get to learn to navigate through that because I was so used to being right, being the boss, being the leader, like, okay, uh, if I really want a partner that I'm going to grow with the rest of my life, I got to be okay with her being right sometimes yeah, and her being able to drop some knowledge on me. And so that was something to, uh, that it took me a long time to break through that. And then I started to date women that were more like that. And then eventually evolved to where I found my superstar. I really want to meet Katrina. You will. Okay, good. Well, when do you guys feel like you matured? Well, Sal thinks he's always mature. Yeah, I know. Seven. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> Five and a half. I got married real young. I yeah. was uh, I was 22 when I got married, and, and it was to a girl I had dated since I was 16. So it's it's different. I guess it's different for me. I, I was raised in a very uh, traditional, um, close, tight family, but very traditional um, Italian culture, you know, surrounded by that. And Family is the cornerstone of everything that we do in our culture and especially in my family. Like family is the most important thing and having kids and, you know, being with someone for forever and having a home with them and, you know, that kind of stuff was very, very important. And then also the culture was very important. So I dated a girl who I grew up with. We, we, known, we knew each other since we were eight years old. Um, her family was good friends with my family, uh, similar culture, similar values and so we started dating and, and I mean, all the signs were there that we shouldn't be together for sure. But like what? I, oh, we, we used to fight all the time and it, 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 we, we were definitely weren't compatible on, on some very important uh, metrics. But we had, you know, shared culture. She was responsible. I was responsible. I worked hard at we, you know, we, we, we knew we wanted kids and all that stuff. And so we got married at a young age, far too young. And, um, and that was it. That was my life for, for 15 years. And I'd say the last 10 years of that, I, I, we probably both knew that this isn't something that we should be doing together, being married, but we had our kids. And so we stuck together for the kids because that is just hammered into, into me by my family and my culture. Like you don't, like you just stick around, you don't leave. And, um, so it was, it was a difficult road. And, and, you know, recently I, I got divorced a couple of years ago and, um, and then I met someone else and it, we're, we connect on a completely different level. And it was a different experience, completely different experience. But I don't have all this experience dating lots of people because I was with someone for so long. Yeah. So it was, it's a very, very different situation to most people. What, what are your opinions? This is interesting because you guys are all different. Like just being with someone forever as partners versus like actually getting married. You, you mean being together but not getting married? Yeah. Well, like maybe maybe a better, a maybe a better, people, maybe a better question is a lot of people are doing that. Just how do we feel about marriage? Yeah. Period. Yeah. Marriage is interesting. I think the well, it's a state, you know, certificate. Yeah, that's that's the bullshit part. Like, it's weird that I have to ask permission from the government that, hey, I, I met, hey, look, I, you know, we, we're in love with each other. Hey, I got a great I idea. Prove it. It's on my go, wall right yeah, here. Let's I go ask it. the government for a, you know their permission to have this piece of paper that says that. I, I think that's silly. I understand why why it exists. I think the union between two people um, and raising a family together and all that, that is the crux of a successful society. It's uh, you do find a tremendous amount of meaning in, in having that kind of a partner and raising a family with them. I still look, even though I'm divorced, there's a lot of meaning in the relationship I have with my ex-wife and with our kids because 
we understand that and it's still something that's very important. We're both extremely involved uh, in the kids' lives and we have dual custody. So the kids are with me half the time and you know, half the time with her and we do a lot of things together um, for the kids. So I think it's I think it's important. I know why it exists, but there's so much stuff surrounding it that you have people either reject it or you have people that treat it almost the way I did where it's like be married at all costs, which I also think is terrible. I don't think you should be miserable uh, you know, with someone forever and then just be like, well, we're fuck, we're, we're married. So I guess we're just going to stay together. I don't think that's good either, but I also don't, I'm not on the other end of the spectrum where I think where some people are like, you know, you shouldn't be with anybody forever and that's ridiculous. And cause I think that, you know, we, I think we've proven that that's a, that's something to strive for, to find that person connect, to work together and to grow together, you know, and, and realize that, yeah, why does that bring you meaning? Well, I mean, when you first meet someone, you're very physically attracted to them. You guys are in love. Everything's great. You have great sex. 50 years down the line, people get old. You may not be this, but you've got this like solid partnership that you can't, you couldn't have, you couldn't have any other way, I, I, I think, you know? So I think it's, I think it's important. I, I view marriage as something that people should take very seriously, mm-hmm. but also know themselves before they jump into it. <laughs> I, don't yeah. I don't think it's that important. I just yeah, I I put it about as much importance as matching my drapes to the carpet. I think that I think that's important. You know what I'm saying? And for sure, we'll put the time and effort at one point to make sure the drapes match the carpet inside the house. But I think there's so many other things in a in a relationship, and most fucking certainly a relationship that you're going to spend with a person for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Katrina and I have been to seven seven years, right? And I think we have an incredible relationship. I've, I've, I've never seen another couple communicate the way we do. She works within the business. We see each other daily like crazy. And we absolutely disagree a lot, you know, but we, we have a lot of communication around these things that we disagree with and we grow both and learn through this. And even after seven years, you know, this is last night, her and I uh, were kind of like, I was, she said I was snappy with her over something and it had something to do with my bulldogs. Are our bulldogs right, and she's and it's the way she raises them. And right now we're we were just hanging out with my best friend who just had a baby. Her and I have been talking baby talk lately and stuff like that. So of course it's fresh in my mind. And she goes, "We're laying in bed together, right? We're laying in bed." And she mm-hmm. goes, "You know, I noticed you were kind of snappy with me with the the boys tonight." And she's like, "What was that all about?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" And she goes, "Yeah, I just." And she repeated a couple of ways that mm-hmm. I kind of said something to her. And I go, and we're both, I think, very self-aware people. So as soon as she says that, I don't get defensive ever. I always, if I respect her as intelligent as she is and her approach to the way she always presents things to me. So right away, I started reflecting. I'm like, hmm, why is that? I go, well, maybe because we just had Justin and Janet over and they, they have a newborn baby. And so baby talk has been on our mind. We're thinking about that. And I know how you have raised the boys referring to my dogs our dogs and i don't agree with some a lot of things that you do and i wonder because i made comments of like you know what are you gonna do when the kid's crying and wants your attention that you're just gonna go run to him all the time mm-hmm. right and i said and we haven't had to have that conversation or talk very much and so i you, a couple times you did it with the dogs and that was probably me thinking about that with the the baby and stuff like that and how are you going to react to it and she's like oh really so then also we got in this large debate about raising uh, a child and the dog and the difference and, you know, the things that I see that she does with them and that, you know, those are important things to me when, when we raise a child. Like, I don't want I don't want my child to be coddled and babied so much and I want them to be independent. And I want them to be strong. And I think there's 
things uh, as a parent and decisions that we'll we need to make that will affect that. And I mm-hmm. and I really believe that a lot of that happens on in the early years when they can't even really communicate very well. And so us raising them and the way we raise them is is important to me and you know, so and then she got kind of snappy at me a little bit of that. I said, "Hey, you can't get mad at me for sharing with, with trying to help you come to figure out why I was snappy. Like I didn't think I was that snappy. You said I was, and so I'm helping. I'm trying to figure it out with you. Yeah, you know what it is. But my point of sharing that is that I mean that's a fucking huge conversation for most people. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean a motherfucker. Like most that's, people avoid that. Yeah, and most oh, yeah. people don't realize that if you come from different childhoods, mm-hmm. you probably have a lot more. Different well, views. that's why statistically it's less likely it's going to work out. Right. Yeah. Because people avoid conversations just like that. And, you know, and I'm going to sound like the Ned Flanders of the group <laughs> being the married one that, uh, I mean, it, it took me a, a long time to actually um, propose. So I, I bought I bought a, a ring because I, I already knew, like right when I met her, I just knew that she, I was going to get married. Like mm-hmm. that, that was who I, and I didn't even want to get married, you know. But uh, I think a lot of it does have to do with modeling and, and seeing how your parents kind of constructed this relationship and why it works, what things don't work. Yeah. You know, you, you, I'm, I'm very much an observer. You know, when people think that I'm not talking, I'm listening. And mm-hmm. that's something that I have been studying them and I've been studying, um, you know, a lot of what I saw that I didn't like, what I saw that I did like. And I'm like, wow, the, you know, there, there's something there and they have something. And for me, like I found that in my wife, but I was like, I didn't want to be like a statistic like that either. I didn't want to go through this process without getting through all this deep shit ahead of time. And so we actually went through counseling and uh, that was probably the best thing we could have done. We, we talked about like how we're going to raise kids, like our belief that's system. Brilliant, Justin. Yeah, I think that's really important. Like, was that your suggestion or hers? Yeah, it was mine. Oh, wow. But it was like... Was it because you were having difficulties or was it because you're like, hey, look, we want to get married. I think this is smart. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think because I, I literally took a year after I bought... I was like so ready. Well, part of it was... Was but, it part of it to appease mom and dad because mom and dad have a religious background? Of course. That's that's something that... And so this is, this is, this is all part of like me becoming an individual and like having my own belief system. Uh, I, I didn't want to to just do that because they assumed that I was going to do that, you know? And so that's, this is why I relate to, to people who don't want to get married. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I get it. Like I, I didn't want to just do it just to be like, you know, what my parents want me to be or, but I had to figure out whether or not I really wanted it. And so, you know, going through that whole process, it was, I just decided, I was like, well, if we're going to do this, like, like where is she coming from? What's her family background look like? What's their belief system? You know, what, what do you like about what they raised you and what would you change? Mm -hmm. You know? And so we had all these crazy, like deep conversations and then it just solidified it for me. So from then it was just like, it was an easy decision for me. Something I noticed with a lot of people now, I struggle with this a lot with a lot of my friends and relationships is they avoid all of those topics until right. the last minute. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's coming up Or they a lot. get married and then they do it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, it just fucking pisses me off. And it, it's happened so many times recently with people I'm really, really close to, like a few people right now who are about to get married and they're just avoiding the conversations. Like they have completely different religious backgrounds and they both want their kids raised according to their religion. I'm like, can you address this before yeah, you let's get married? Talk about that. Yeah. yeah. That's and a like, big deal. People yeah. 
avoid it. And I honestly think a lot of this is because of this culture that like I've grown up in and people are avoiding shit the same way, like literally going back to like how people are avoiding rejection, just saying hi to someone that they think is attractive. Right. Like we're just avoiding it. Right. And like, I don't really know how to get people out of that, honestly. Well, I don't think it's your job to. You know? No, I know. I think, I think at the end of the day, I mean, and I always say this too, like, as 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 wise I, as I want to believe that I am, and you know, if I had the ability to go back and tell young twenty year old Adam all these things, right? Mm-hmm. And if I'm being really truly honest with myself, you know, would that Adam fucking listen to fucking older wiser Adam? Like mm-hmm. probably like me in the future could have came back and said I still wouldn't believe me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? See your older like, self and be like, like, wow, like what? I turned into a nah, little, you little bitch. Yeah. Like what happened? <laughs> what the fuck, dude? I was so cool. What happened? Like that's what I would say. I would say some talk some shit to older me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So you're, I don't think you can say anything. I think everybody has their own path. Everybody has, but that's again, these are the things that I love about you know humanity and how how different and unique that we all are is that. Everybody has a different path and journey. And I know probably I offended some people when I, I devalued marriage like curtains and, and carpet. My point of that isn't that. It's just that I think there's so many other things that are I value more. And mm-hmm. it's conversations like I try to give an example of. Oh, no doubt in my mind that Katrina will have the rock that she wants on her finger. She will be. She will have the wedding that she wants. And that will all happen for mm-hmm. sure. It's just that there's other things that I think are still major priorities in our relationship that we're going through and we're accomplishing together. And one of those being like, I want to be in the house that I want to be in when we raise our kid mm-hmm. before we get married and do all this stuff. I'd rather knock out the bigger, harder thing, mm-hmm. you know, because running and getting married, we could, if we really want to, we could slap a fucking, you know, lifesaver around your finger, run down to fucking Las Vegas and spend a couple grand and we could be married tomorrow if we want to. But no, I would rather have the home where we're going to come back home to and the, where we're going to raise our kid and all that stuff is taken care of that we could just actually really enjoy our wedding and our honeymoon with mm-hmm. all the other stresses. So, you know, I think that's just, and that again, yeah, the, the whole wedding thing is a whole, that's a hilarious market. I tell you. Well, I also grew up in a family too, where my, my parents, you know, my mom, I grew up in a very religious home mm-hmm. and my, my mom, after my dad committed suicide, marries into an abusive relationship and, you know, I, she would tell me that, you know, God was telling her to, you know, bring him back into the house and then she'd kick him out every six months and then bring him back and then kick him out and bring him back. And so I have this really distorted image of what a healthy marriage and relationship should look at. That was the example that I was given. And so, of, of course, I know that I'm obviously on the extreme side mm-hmm. because of that, which is why I'm also aware enough to be open to, I'm not anti-marriage where I'm like, fuck marriage, I'm not getting it. It's like, no. Because of what I've seen, because I've seen all both, I feel like both extremes of this. I feel like I fall somewhere more in the middle, where it's like, yeah, you know, I I value a relation, a long term life partner and relationship, like Sal is saying, mm-hmm. but I don't value the certificate of it. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying like that. I don't, you know, yeah. not at all. Well, I think a lot of people, it's mostly women now who just like need the need the certificate. I'm like mm-hmm. for that security it's like proof. Yeah, right? it's like proof. Yeah. I'm like, why do you need it right now? Yeah. You know. I don't know. That's a great conversation because, and Katrina and I have had this because mm-hmm. she's, and she's openly said like, I don't know what it is. Why I even feel the need that we need to like, mm-hmm. it's, I, it's, it's that built in biological clock thing. Yeah. It's all kind of tied into well, you kids can even, and all that. You, you can have kids and not get married. Well, right. Mm-hmm. It's the whole, like, make sure that they're not going to leave. Maybe that security, mm-hmm. like he means it. He's really committed to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and each step of the way is giving you more and more of that, maybe. Well, biologically, but, that's why we're more selective. Of course. You know, because it's like, we get pregnant, 
nine months <laughs> gonna be pregnant, right? Men can go impregnate someone and run off, run off, right? And, and a lot of animals, times they do. Yeah, that's what they like. If you look at like animals, you know, objectively, like this is what happens. Mm-hmm. And so we are like designed to. We're waiting for the partner who we think is gonna stick around and take care of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that certificate now and this new context is like that security, I guess. Well, Sal talks about the what you when you talk about just even when women are ovulating, how different the the men and birth control. You mm-hmm. sure. birth control changes women's preferences in men. They've mm-hmm. actually proven that. Where mm-hmm. if a woman's on birth control, she will select a mate that has less obvious signs of testosterone. So, and when women are ovulating and not on birth control, they want men with more obvious signs of testosterone. But besides that, the fascinating thing is they found that there's this correlation and there's more study going into it that when women meet a man while they're on birth control and then marry them and then go off birth control, the divorce rate, (laughs) the divorce rate (laughs) goes up a little bit. It's not this huge number, but it goes up enough to where people, where scientists are going, hmm, this is kind of interesting. Like, this is impacting things a little bit. And so- I think, I, I mean, I think it's interesting. I think culturally speaking, here's what I don't like. I, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, toxic masculinity and there's too much masculinity and there's not enough masculinity. And I'm not talking about the bullshit stereotypical masculinity. I'm talking about real masculinity where like guys stick around when, when they're, or take responsibility if they get a girl pregnant or they treat things seriously or they get a job and become responsible. You don't see a lot of that. You, you know, I think the, the, the single mother rate is continuing to climb. So you've got a lot of guys that are just skirting their responsibility and taking off. And that's not fucking cool either. And I think society should be a little harder on, on guys like that. Like, I think if you're a dude yeah. and you have a kid with someone and you fucking take off, I don't think you need to be with the girl if you don't want to be with her. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But if you take off and you don't help raise your own child, I think you're a piece of shit. And if you're listening, you are a piece of shit. And you're that person. Fully agree. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. great. Fully agree. What a way to end it. <laughs> um, tell people where they can find you. So normally we talk about fitness, but <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is I, see, I'm so uh, proud was, of you for taking us somewhere else. That was interesting. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I was so nervous you were going to take us down, you know, Sal Science Road, like the whole no. entire episode, because I know you like to pick his brain because he has so much in there. You Actually, know, tune in you know, next time for gut no, health. She know. knows that I ask her questions. This young lady over here is really, really privy on the well, gut health and you know autoimmune that's issues. That's why she's hanging out with us. You know what, what I was thinking about this she's morning? Helping me with my GERD. <laughs> yeah, true. When I first started listening to you guys, I would always skip over the bullshit talk and just go straight to the questions. And now I you. don't listen to the questions; I only listen to the bullshit talk. Yeah, you're a real yes, fan, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, so, there's much more to Convinced you guys. Convinced you. Than so, fitness you answers. so yeah, the podcast is Mind Pump. We have a YouTube channel with totally different uh, content than our podcast. Uh, it's Mind Pump TV on YouTube. Our website's mindpumpmedia.com and uh, Instagram, you can find all of us if you want to find our own personal pages. It's Mind Pump and then our name. So I'm Mind Pump Sal, there's Mind Pump Adam, Mind Pump Justin, and there's even Mind Pump Doug page. Cool. Yeah. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that one with Adam, Sal, and Justin from Mind Pump. Make sure you check them out on social media. You can find all of their programs at www.mindpumpmedia.com slash Christina Rice Wellness and if you want to pick anything up use that code wellness for 10% off and make sure you check out their podcast Mind Pump very easy to find they have a podcast app you can listen to it on they are everywhere go follow them on Instagram and let them know how much you enjoyed this 
I always love chatting with them, and I'm sure they'll be back on. So let me know what we should talk about next. I'd love to hear from you. So if you enjoyed this, please leave a rating and a review on iTunes. Really helps get the word out about the show. Make sure you share the episode if you enjoyed it. That's all I have for you this week. I hope you have a fabulous day, week, a fabulous 4th of July if you're listening to this before then. And I'll talk to you again next Monday. Bye.